Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. By the way, thank you very much for checking out the Woke and Baked. There's a lot of content these these days, and I appreciate you giving a thought to any of mine. All right, so just off the bat, my guest today is just the producer, a hip-hop producer out of Eagle River, Alaska. He is a frequent collaborator of our friend, Fat Trophy Wife, a.k.a. the Alaskan Hip-Hop Plug. Uh, this woman knows everyone. Everyone knows her. She's also the winner of the Alaska Hip-Hop Award for Female Artist of the Year. And some of that happened under the uh, the watchful ear. I don't know if you'd say the watchful eye. The watchful ear gaze of just the producer. Yeah. I included some links to the music that he discusses. I included some links to the music I discuss in the show notes. Those will be in the description for you to check out at the end of the podcast. So we talk a lot about his musical influence, where he gets his sound from, who inspires his sound, and what's next. All right, so let me dive right into the supporters. Thank you for your support. Iron Asylum, located at 35165 KB Drive, on the backside of Soldatna, Alaska. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook, as well as their website, theironasylumgymak.com. They are currently closed until further notice. However, their website is fully stocked with their sweet-ass T-shirts, hoodies, hats, duffel bags, and for those of you who have been doing squats in quarantine or haven't and you've just decided to become thickies, they've got booty shorts. They have Iron Asylum booty shorts. Let the world know that Brandon Miller owns that sweet ass of yours. They also carry out the full line of clothes from Loved AK with free shipping on orders over $100. The website again, theironasylumgymak.com. Call 907-953-4720 for more information. Also, Red Run Cannabis Company, located on the Kenai Spur Highway. They are the growers of fine cannabis, the makers of fine concentrates, and the brewmeisters of Hashade. As well as their new honey sticks, they also carry flour from themselves, as well as your favorite cultivators, including Bob's Morning Bear, Warner, uh, Warner Brothers, Grapeland Ganja, Tundra Jane, and many more. They also carry products from Lady Grey Medibles, the makers of fine cookies, breath mints, ice cream, and now birch syrup. So throw some in the pancakes or whatever recipe you've got that calls for birch syrup and get busy. They also carry edibles from Fireweed Extracts, which is their creative confections line. So get busy. Have some fun. They also carry uh, edibles from Baked Alaska and Glacier Gummies, Momo's Bakery, and many, many more. They also carry CBD products from Frontier CBD. Red Run carries their CBD lotion, so if your skin is rubbed raw from all of that sanitizing and hand washing, get your hands on some of that sweet-ass CBD lotion. They also carry the bath bombs. Bath bombs are a personal favorite around uh, my house. The Lady Bride is not a fan or a consumer of the devil's lettuce. However, she loves the shit out of those CBD bath bombs. So if you're Chickadee or yourself, you want one of those nice, refreshing eucalyptus or whatever scent you want from your bath bomb, Frontier CBD has it. So if you're burning all your hands off from the washi-washi, be sure to check out their lotion. Now, if you want to know what they've got, be sure to check out RedRunCannabisCompany.com for more information and weed maps for their current menu. A whole lot of stuff coming from them. All right, 5150 Vapes, located in the heart of Soldatna. They are your home for American-made CBD vape products from the brands like Naked and 
uh, excuse me, naked and blue label. And under their current situation, you don't even have to get out of your car. You just drive up, someone runs out, takes your order, and they hook you up. You don't have to go anywhere or interact with anyone. What a time to be an antisocial son of a biscuit, or a daughter of a biscuit, or the other of a biscuit. You can be whatever you want to be. I don't care. All right, AK-49 Martial Arts slash Bang Muay Thai slash Mountain Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu located in the Peninsula Center Mall like Iron Asylum. They are closed until further notice because, well, just because. But fear not, this too shall pass. And just because you can't make it to the gym doesn't mean that you cannot follow your goals. My son and I hold pads for each other so we can practice our movements. And your coaches are still available for coaching, but their methods have trained, obviously, and have to be modified. So, for more information, you can check out AK-49 Martial Arts on Facebook and AK-49 Martial Arts at AK-49 Martial Arts on Instagram. All right. Right now, the big one, the Schnitzel Bomber, located on the corner of K Beach and Poppy. Rated 5 out of 5 on Facebook. Their special this week is pretty much everything. They're crazy busy, so I would recommend calling in your order and having it ready for pickup. And they also have gift cards, so if you know you're going to want some, like a whole bunch of those $5 mashed potatoes, shank of schnitzel, and sauerkraut sundaes, you don't even have to get in line, right? You don't have to have a burning desire to hang out behind of all those other beautiful people that love schnitzels or whatever today's bread pudding is. You can get yourself a gift card, call in every time you come through, and you, you don't have to interact with anybody. Vin or Jess will just bring your food out to you and you can dip out. All right. So before I get into the podcast, I just want to say thank you to everyone who is listening. You can spend your time with anyone on the planet, but you are spending it with me. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great night. Great day. Good morning. Good whenever it is that you find yourself listening to this. And feel free to reach out. All right. The email address is wokeandbakepodcast at gmail.com. If you have someone that you would like to speak, like me to speak to, you have a film you'd like me to review, man, just reach out to me. Wokeandbakepodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me on the Instagram, which is going to be wokeandbakepodcast. Just at wokeandbakepodcast. You're not going to find me on Facebook. You're not going to find me on any of that stuff right now. You can find me on Instagram. You can shoot me an email, and eventually we'll get up the YouTube link. All right. That being said, ladies, gents, others, right now it's just the producer. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A, marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Red Run Cannabis Company, License 3A10056. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, a license 4A10052. Red Run Cannabis Cultivators, license 5A19372. 5455 Kenai Spur Highway, 12156 Kenai Spur Highway, Kenai, Alaska, 99611. Good day, good afternoon, ladies, gents, beautiful others. 
You're on the phone with just the producer. Justin, how are you doing? Yeah, today? I'm doing great. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. How, how's the uh, the quarantine treating you? <laughs> well, it hasn't really affected my daily life so much as I'm normally in the house making beats anyway. Um, kid being around is actually kind of nice, doing the homeschooling thing. Uh, other than that, not much has changed for us. Been stocking up on groceries once a week and keeping life going. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so let's just dive right into it, man. How did you get started in production? What made you want to go that route? Ooh, deep question. All right. So back in high school, actually, my musical adventure, I guess, if you will, or journey started. Um, I was I was just rapping with some friends, just battle rapping and stuff like that. Um, as a kid, I didn't have. You know, I didn't have money for beats and everything, so I started learning how to make my own beats for myself um, and just kind of fell in love with the production side from there. Now, did you start – what software did you start off with? Because there, there are Ooh. two that normally get thrown out. Like, those are the two that just about everyone starts with. Um, so the first one I ever messed with was, like, a Sony Acid, but the first one I ever got really serious with was a uh, – FL Studio, and I think it was 7, or it was like 7 or 7, 8, 9, or 10. <laughs> so FL Studio, it's always FL Studios and GarageBand. Those are the two softwares that, that people normally dive in, just depending, I guess, whether or not on your uh, if you're a Mac or a PC person. Yes. Um, so what drew you to, uh, well, to that software, and then what drew you to continue to make beats uh, for yourself and for others? Mm, FL Studio, when you hop in there, it's it, it presents itself. A, it's just a lot more fun, um, in my opinion. It's it's a lot more entertaining to look at. It's not as boring, um, and it's also set up similar to like a. It kind of runs like a video game, if you will. Um, so it makes it makes making beats a lot more fun, in in my opinion. Um, and once, as far as keeping or uh, why I kept making beats and stuff for myself and others, once once I really got a, a feel for it and people people really started to catch on to my sound and you know my sound developed, um, I just had people like constantly asking for beats and it just kept going that way. And uh, kind of hard to stop when you got a lot of people that are behind you, you know. I can appreciate that absolutely. Um, so, who were some of your early inspirations? Who, uh, as far as, man, Dr. Dre, um, Swiss Beats, uh, Timbaland, of course, um, Pharrell, so many others, but those, those names really just stick out in my mind. Um, so what is it about someone like, uh, like Swiss Beats that, that really uh, drew you to him and to his sound? Um, I really like, so Swiss Beats sound, I really like how he, I really like what he does a lot with his samples. Um, like you can, it's really hard to pick out what song he actually sampled because he does, he makes the sample his own. It'll have the familiar sound, like it captures the, the, ooh, I recognize this tune, but you can't quite place it. And I really like that. Some, some producers don't do enough to their samples. And that's something I really picked up from Swiss Beats is, that and his percussion. He's not scared to kind of go what some people would call overproducing or a lot of layers in his percussion. But yeah, those you two can never accuse, crazy. 
You could never accuse Swiss Beats of overproduction. Um, no. He's, he he's always from, finds the right uh, the right pocket for all the sounds. For me, he's, a, from a production standpoint, a guy who you've seen a clear progression in, like, how he's gotten better over the years. The, the yeah. very early stuff with the, 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 the synthesizers, it didn't sound like there was a lot going on in the production, the, the early um, Rough Riders anthem, the very early Rough Riders stuff, versus when you listen to his stuff now, he's a guy that's very clearly embraced the technology and how it's all changed. Um, yeah. He's, and I, I give him that. Um, absolutely, you got to give him that. So who do you listen to now production-wise? Who Are there any other producers? Ooh, like, as far as like – like right now, um, like right now, producers definitely like Metro Boomin. I get a lot of, I like a lot of his trap sound. Um, and a lot of people will just say trap producers make the same sound, but I, I definitely can point out differences. Uh, but like Metro Boomin, I love his, his melodies are very kind of sporadic and a lot of ARPs. They're kind of all over the place, but they don't get in the way. Um, Right now, I like I like what Wheezy's doing, the producer Wheezy, how he's using a lot of uh, kind of like the marching band sounds, a lot of a lot of brass, a lot of strings, and big big drums. I really like that. Um, who, who else? Oh, definitely uh, Play Picasso and Coupe Chardonnay. They're um, they're definitely behind. There are a lot of the stuff behind Tory Lane's music, uh, especially the Chicks tapes. Um, the Chicks tapes uh, are the shit. Yes. They are. That's um, uh, so fun story. Like I, I, I'm connected to Coop on Facebook. I don't know him in person, but uh, we definitely have like communicated. We've got some collabs together on beats. Um, I linked up with him because I was looking at the credits of Chicks Tape Four, and some of my favorite like Tory Lanez tracks ever came off of that. And then like I knew Play Picasso, but I didn't know Coop Chardonnay at the time. Um, I just reached out on I think it was Instagram or Twitter and. We linked up and he's been responding. Like I hop in his live feeds on Facebook. It's really like he's a super cool dude. He's one of those guys. He's got a huge name. He knows how big he is, but he still talks to his people, like his fans and stuff, every day. It's really cool. So, for those of you who are listening to uh, to the conversation, have no idea what we're talking about with the chick tapes. Uh, I like to think of the sound. Uh, I call it fresh vintage. When you're you're taking a, a song that has been used before that people might know from something else. And you're turning it into a whole different, a whole different vibe, a whole different energy. Very similar to what Crooked Eye, King Crooked, did with the Weekly series, where his producer, also I believe named Justin, um, <laughs> was uh, taking songs that, um, whether it was uh, Gangstar's Mass Appeal, and and chopping it up and, and kind of trapping it up, and so. It, giving giving an old sound something that you're very comfortable listening to, uh, and putting it into a whole nother perspective. Yeah, just giving it a whole different energy, a whole different vibe. Sort of like yeah, it's like like, like remixes, but the next level of a remix. Like it's a complete reinvention. It's crazy. Ab- absolutely. Uh, one really easy early example of this would be the Joe and Mystical um, remix. Uh, well, they they kind of redid. Um, the far sides, um, not out of fish in the sea. Shit. Um, mm, great reference. Uh, yeah. Yes. Great reference. Um, but when you look at guys, also uh, East Coast guys, like one of my favorite rappers of the last, probably the last two years, is a guy by the name of Nems. He's a, a battle rapper who can write songs, which I think is 
where a lot of battle rappers just kind of, they stop it. Like they get really good at saying terrible things about people and their mothers, but yeah. they, they don't really progress into like actual It songs. does not. It, it, yep. There's man, that's something, especially being like being involved in, in the indie or underground uh, artist scene. You see that a lot. You see a lot of guys or gals or whatever that, that can spit bars that just have crazy bars, but can't, you know, they can't write a hook or they can't structure a song. You know, they can't tell a story, but they can rap for days. And um, that's something I really pride myself in being able to do is, is help people with that. Because, like, I used to have the same problem. Like, I, I could never just write a song or, like, a catchy hook. I wasn't into that. I wasn't into, like, popular music and what the mainstream's doing. And until you kind of embrace a little bit of that, it's hard to write songs for that if you have a counter a counter culture it's hard to embrace that part of the culture so <laughs> all right i mean that's sorry kind of ranting there no 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 all good all all good man <laughs> it's it's um it's a it's a point that needs to be made i was just simply saying that like uh nem's album gorilla monsoon did a very kind of the the anti the kind of tra- uh anti-trap antithesis like an old school hip-hop record um that used some of the samples that you would have caught in, like, say, I Shot You, like Biggie's I Shot You, um, but done differently, where the samples are, are done, um, they, they're they chopped at a different point, they're, they're mm-hmm. replayed in, in a different structure, and it's, it's become a different song. It's, it can keep right. the same, same energy or the same vibe, or it can be absolutely different, um, mm-hmm. but it's a completely different song that, that maintains that sort of feeling that you get in your chest when you hear it. So, so going back yeah. to the chick tapes, go back, ladies, gentlemen, others, go back and check out the chick tapes. They're very, very dope. I agree. It's the best stuff Tory Lanez has done. And from a guy that, that DJs every once in a while, it's a, it's an easy, it's an easy thing to love because you can play the original and then you can play that new shit. Congratulations. Here's the, here's the new shit that you didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. Um, or here's the old shit that you didn't know existed. Right, and, and here's why you should be listening to it. And welcome to the rabbit hole of new music that this. <laughs> this is where that with. came from. This is what that burst. Yep, exactly. And if you like that, there's five albums worth. Uh, five albums <laughs> from the the, uh, the original artist you get to enjoy. Exactly. You know? Um, you know, and I from I think the records like that are are made for fans. I think they're made for people like you and I to sit down and just man, it's it's a good record and, and share it with people and talk about it. Like, I, I love yeah. that shit. I think that's definitely something kind of off on a tangent or whatever, but that's one thing I like about, um, like I'm a, I'm a huge Drake fan. You know, people either love Drake or they don't. And I'm a, I'm a huge Drake fan, a lot of relatable music, plus a lot of his stuff's catchy, but I really specifically like the stuff Drake has done with 40 behind, um, behind his production. I think those songs are, just next level material from Drake. Like the, it's, he always brings out the deepest bars on those. I think those songs were made for people to be able to sample in the future. That's just, it, they have a very old feel, but they're made like, like nowadays. So I love that style of production. I, I go back and forth on Drake and, um, and a lot of it just has to do with just just because I'm into conspiracies. But uh, going back to um, to what you said about about the music that he makes, there is um, what I'll take care of you is uh, the, with with Rihanna. 
with yes. um, a full-on cover of a Bobby Blue Bland, uh, Bobby Bland band, Bobby Blue Bland. Shit, I'm fucking it up. It's Bobby Blue Band. Yes. yes. Um, but that, I mean, that's a that's a song from the the late '50s and early '60s that they they made new and they made fresh. And and if you like that song, there's there's hundreds of others from uh, from that band from from Bobby Blue Bland. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and it's just a whole rabbit hole. And so, like, if nothing else, um, Drake has introduced a new generation uh, of kids to Wu Tang Clan's second album with "It's Yours." And yes. And then Bobby Blue Bland. Um, that is one um, thing I will say about Drake's whole catalog of music. You see in a lot, or you see a, a trend a lot more in his music than you do in a lot of artists. Um, like, I believe everybody pays homage and borrows things in music. Like, nothing's really original anymore. But Drake will go, like, like four or five bars at a time, direct word for word. So I, that's kind of him. Um, I find that a little bit weird. But, you know, to each their own. Well, from the mixtape culture, like, you can go back to Drake doing that with Dead Prez. Um, yes. Yep. And uh, Cook and Soul put out a mixtape uh, years ago where where they were remixing it, and then they threw in the Dead Prez um, bigger than hip-hop beat right in there. And it's yes. just – it's it, and if – you're a, if you're an artist and you're a, who's also a fan of the music, I'll give I'll give Drake this. Like he's he's clearly a fan of the music. Apparently he's doing uh, music with Benny the Butcher now, which is which makes my heart warm because I think the world needs to be more aware of Benny the Butcher and, and the Griselda yes. crew. Um, oh, I so agree. He's uh, he's a fan of the music, and so he exposes people to a lot of different things. Um, what? Okay, so going back to Drake, um, the Big Frida sample. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever, you know, heard Big Frida play to the club, but like her, her music, boom, she's a, a six foot five trans New Orleans bounce chick, but she does, I don't know. She does the next, whatever, whatever the next step up was for Manny Fresh in, in the, like if, uh, you know, in, in the mid nineties, if, um, cash money hadn't, and, and hadn't gone the way that they went this would have been the next level of, of what Manny Fresh was doing with bounce music. Yeah. Um, it's similar. It's, it's kind of like a Southern version of what they do out in Virginia. Um, and not the just go-go? exclusively. Yep. Go, go. Yeah. Um, and not yeah. just exclusively Virginia, but I feel like it's very, very closely related to that. And I'm not, I'm not too up on big Frida. Again, I am familiar a little bit, but mainly only because of a lot of the Drake samples, but yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's but it's all it's all club music like and that's yeah um, and so whether or not you know whatever whatever Drake uh, Drake clearly has his ear to something like he he clearly knows what's going on I think yeah for sure that and I mean we we can't we can't deny the amount of the the team behind Drake if you will the OVO oh, absolutely <laughs> I mean you know when you got that many pens studying that many genres of music you know. So, so we can, yeah, absolutely. We can talk about Quentin Martin and is it was it Quentin Martin, the the writer, yeah, who was writing for him. Uh, Quentin for sure. Uh, wait, Quentin Miller, I think. Quentin Miller. It's Quentin something or other. Quentin uh, something. Um, I don't think it was Quentin Martin. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, One Quentin something or other. Uh, 
yeah, got beat up by Mil- uh, allegedly by Meek Mill's crew, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, allegedly. But because <laughs> um, he was writing bars for Drake, but how many how many people were were was Drake writing rhymes for um, at the very beginning of his career? Oh man, I, see, I think that's also that's just something I think you if you look at the trend in hip hop as artists are coming up, you'll see an artist they start to get shopped around to all the not not labels, but you'll see like. At the beginning of Drake's career, when he was popping up, but not just the Little Wayne thing, but like he was the rap a lot with J Cole and like just kind of you just kind of see him start like they start positioning these artists with the with the guys that were there already, and I feel like before you're like once they're doing that before you're allowed to kind of go out on your own, sort of like Party Next Door, you, you're going to write hits for your uplines, if you will, and I think yeah. that's kind of how the the OVO sweatshop works, you know, like before I never heard any party music like party next door music before, before I heard Drake. And then finally like party came out. And then when you listen to party songs, you can tell what party next door had to have input on for Drake. You know, like you can hear it, you can tell where it came from, but it's almost like they kind of let the main artist, um, not take the credit, but kind of, kind of ride that wave with the, with the writers as ghosts for a while before, as they're developing, if you will. You know, I think like the writers are developing as artists and the bigger artists are delivering their songs until they're ready. Sort of. Yeah. It's, it's, it's baseball. It's, uh, going, yes. it's, it's doing your time in the main, uh, the minors before you, uh, before they drop, uh, drop a trillion dollars on you in the majors. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. That's it. Perfect. So the, the really cool thing um, about Toronto right now is that it's giving shine to a lot of Drake's success gives shine to other artists from Toronto who aren't even anywhere near the same wave. Are you familiar with uh, Daniel Sun or Future Wave? Um, I'll, a little bit, um, okay. not not too much. I, I've heard I'll, the name, but not. I'll, I'll send yeah, you some stuff. Much. I'll send Definitely. you some stuff. Um, but it's a completely different sound. It's uh, I don't know. It's future gangster if that makes sense i don't know i don't know how to describe it other than it's different from everything else and Mm -hmm. i mean that and it doesn't suck a lot of stuff is is different for the sake of being different and it just turns out shitty like it's just turns out bad art um but sometimes sometimes a lot of times it's not it's it's just something that's it's just something that's different and it's it owns itself it, it has right. sort of self-control, but it's like if I don't know if if the Griselda, if Benny the Butcher, um, and and uh, I, I don't know the Jizza were raised in Toronto. That's it. That's that's the best. Or Raekwon more specifically, <laughs> it would be it would be Raekwon and uh, and Benny the Butcher if they were raised. That by, makes uh, sense. You know, it's a very it's a very very cool. Um, Team. Him and a guy by the name of Future Wave. Future Wave is. Um, are you familiar uh, with LP? Run the Jewel yeah. Company Flow. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the, his producer Future Wave is very similar to LP in that they can take weird sounds and make really cool songs. Nice. Um, and and there's a, there's definitely an art to that. If you can take the sound of, um, I don't know, a, a piece of paper tearing and then base. Um, I don't know the rest of the song around that. I know turn that into your snare. Yeah, it's just a cool shit. Um, which brings us to water drops and and come clean and J Ru the Damager and DJ Premier versus the RZA 
going Ooh. up tonight in beat battles. Yeah. Man. Right, so, so before we go to predictions, like from a from a producer's perspective, man, what is what do these mean to you? To see these these beat battles. Oh. Man. The it's I'm still I'm still honestly processing. Like I'm I'm watching these songwriter battles and these beat battles and one it's like I, you know, you know the guys behind the songs, but then like when they get going back and forth, it's like holy shit, these guys' catalogs are deep. Like so I'm still like I don't know, my favorite one so far has been uh T Pain and Lil John. This a lot of my a lot of my favorite turn up music from when I was in like high school. You know how those feelings just get you the reminiscent. A lot of my favorite songs come from that era. Um But tonight's is is is, is crazy. I mean you got the sound behind Wu Tang and I don't know. This is when DJ Premier's catalog is no joke. It's vast I, too. Yeah, it's it's vast. His, like genres, he's got he's got hits in every genre. Yeah. It, it's it's a crazy thing. Premier has a Grammy with Christina Aguilera, and he's exactly. also a member of Gangstar. He has a record. He's got a record with Christina Aguilera and Bumpy Knuckles. It's exactly. It's oh, I like I and and uh, we're we're being honest, right? Like the RZA hasn't produced all yes. the way through a great record. In 20 years um and and that and and he was he was executive producing he was doing a lot of production uh on and, and supreme clientele had other producers on it. i believe juju from the beat nuts uh did production on there um i mean it was it was ultimately produced by the rizza but even before that you're talking about iron man you're talking about um uh, cuban links you're talking about um the jizz's records but I, I can't, you can't, I don't know, man. For me, it's an easy win for Premier. I, I, yeah. Unless, unless Jizz, or unless the Riz is going to show up with the entire Wu-Tang Clan and, and a live band. I don't see any other way this works. Right. And I, I think that the the longer it goes, the, just the, the genres that Premier has touched. You know, just the the versatility, I think, will win it for him um, in the long run. Yeah. I can't think of a, a, another producer ha- who has as many best of and greatest hits mixtapes. Um, everybody who who's anybody more or less has a DJ Premier remix in their catalog. Everyone from uh, from Janet Jackson to right. Um, I mean, Arrested he, he, Development. He cornered like he had it cornered for a while. Like he was one of those names you you had to have a DJ Premier production in your catalog for a while. Like he just didn't get around that. The same can't really be said for RZA. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no other way around it. Like I I don't know why. If you were to replace it, if you were to replace the RZA or put the RZA against a, another producer, um. This, this this could be a, a cool thing to watch. Yeah. But the other thing is that that I I don't like is that they're kind of guys that are in the same genre. It's always dudes who are in the same genre against dudes who are in the same genre of hip hop. If you had I don't know Pete Rock versus Lil John, that could be interesting. 
Yeah. Or, uh, oh, man, the, uh, which one of the bass brothers was it behind a lot of Eminem stuff? Um, like, with more of the rock touch. Like, I think you grab one of those producers and then, like, a, you know, like a Timbaland or a Swiss Beats, you know? Yeah, Rick Rubin against Swiss Beats or, or Timbaland like would be I awesome. don't even like um, – I think tonight's matchup actually is, is good, but I think a better matchup for – Premier, um, and I I don't I don't like him that much, but uh, is Jermaine Dupri? I think be, just because of the versatility and the catalog depth, I think that'd have been a, a a better matchup just for those two reasons. But um, definitely not a huge fan. Yeah, not a not a fan of of Dupri. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I loved Jump when I was eleven. Exactly. Um, and money ain't a thing is a, is a cool song, but Kanye did the beat. Um, true, 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 true. You know, like that's that's another one of those things where it's like this catalog has so many people in it. Like how many other people were touching the beats? Um, yeah. Now, um, I heard I heard from a guy who was directly affected, and and I'm not I'm not really in a place to drop his name, but Premier did take credit for some of his production. Hmm. Uh, I'm and sure. I don't, um, that I'm sure that goes on a lot. Ghost yeah. production, if you will. Yeah. Um. I mean, uh, Derek Angeletti was was a guy who um, another another dude that used Kanye's uh, beats. Yeah. So I've had um just on a, a way smaller scale. Uh, I had I had a guy which I mean he wasn't really being shady about it, but he really wasn't telling me what his full plan was. Um. I kind of caught on to it when he was asking me if I could layer in his tag on the front of the beats. Uh, but he was, he would buy a beat from me and then he would sell it as his beat or a collab or was trying to, as far as I know, nobody bought them or anything, but, um, also I've had producers just ask me like, Hey, will you produce like 10 beats for me? Sell me those beats and just wipe your name clean and let me sell them as mine. Uh, it's pretty, it's, it's common. But it's not something – it's definitely frowned upon um, for the simple fact that, like, the hours that a lot of us put in – and, shoot, hours isn't even the word, but the hours a lot of us put in developing our own sound to not sound like everybody else, the, it's just not it's, – it's not a preferred way of business. Fair enough. How would you describe your sound? Ooh, um, I don't really have – I don't really have a set sound. Um, I, I try to keep it extremely versatile. Uh, I like making my own melodies just as much as I like sampling. Um, uh, if I had to, um, my main sound though, yeah, my main sound is is a modern, like modern R&B, trap soul, if you will, um, and then just straight up like uh, just trap, like the mainstream trap beats. Um, I do use a lot more, a lot more big synth sounds uh, than than a lot of producers. Um, so I try to capture some of the, what I like to call true trap or trap from the EDM scene, like overseas the UK grime sound and stuff like that. I do like bigger, the bigger shocking synths, but pretty versatile. So I really don't, I don't really have a set sound. Now, for those of you at home and aren't familiar with the UK grime sound, just start with Skepta and go. Skepta, yes. Start with Skepta. <laughs> and then, then go from there and enjoy it. 
and just yes. have a blast um, because everyone else involved in it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah That's one thing I got to say. Like, music from Europe is crazy, like, especially the hip-hop scene. doesn't matter if you're talking about France, Germany, uh, the U.K., they're, they're all so dope. Like, it's ridiculous. You might have to study their slang a little bit and, and pay attention to what they're saying because of their uh, accents, but they're so dope. I'm a I'm a huge fan of, of German hip-hop. In fact, I'm getting ready. My next podcast, hopefully, uh, will be a review of a show on Netflix that is involving the German hip-hop scene called Skyline. Nice. So I, I grew up in Germany. I did music in Germany. Um, I, I love Germany. I love German hip-hop. So it, it warms my heart that you mentioned them as well. You, you got to throw them in with, like, the, the, the French and the U.K. scene, which are much uh, better known. But uh, the German scene is, is really intense. It's, it's a very cool scene. And it's been active for 30, 40 years now. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so all of these dudes, like, you can you can go you can find a genre like a subgenre of hip hop that you've never listened to, and they've got ten or fifteen years worth of good music, uh, just going down a rabbit hole that you can just I don't know absorb quickly. Yes. Um, so what was the? Um, I don't think we covered this. Who would you like to see in a beat battle before we we oh, get into local music? Me personally, um, I I would like to see. Some newer guys. Um, I think it'd be cool to do like, like a Metro Boomin, and like a I don't know, like a Sunny Digital, something like that. Something two guys more more trap known, you know, something more new age. I think that'd be cool for the culture. Plus, I think it would bring in that younger age of fans, so then they could maybe potentially be turned on to where a lot of these guys came from, as far as the other beat battles, you know. I could dig that. I, I think well, you or could be something it. really cool, like a 40, like OBO 40. And, man, OBO 40 and and play Picasso. That would probably be like a dream a dream matchup to just to see. And even if they weren't playing songs they've made, if they were just playing beats, like a pure beat battle, that'd be cool. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> you, you expect Primo to win tonight, and yes, but that's the big takeaway. Yeah, I just once you get past, um, you know, um, Supreme clientele, and and the, uh, I don't know, man. Well, I think almost Supreme clientele stopping there. Like, there's there's not a whole a whole lot. I mean, I, I didn't like Eighth Diagram. Um, it just RZA became known as RZA of the Wu Tang Clan. If that makes yes. sense. Yes. Yep. Um, the last really good Wu-Tang Clan record, The Saga Continues, was produced almost, I believe it was, I'm sorry, it was produced entirely by DJ Mathematics. Yeah. Um, and and so it's, I'm, I'm leery because of the songs that get played are, you know, if I'm watching this, I'm going to be like, no, that's a Mathematics beat. Like, um, I don't want to do that, man. Like, I I'm not, not yeah. going to say that RZA would play, like, someone else's shit and claim it as his, but, um, I mean, like, if I'm being real about it, then um, I don't think that RZA has enough in the last 20 years no. to even compete. Right. Um, there's his stuff from Scores, uh, you know, like his, his Kill Bill stuff could be cool. Um, yeah. I, I hadn't even really they, thought about that. If they incorporate that, because he has done a lot of that. He has done a lot of great composing for movies. 
Yeah, so I didn't even think about that. Ooh, so, so, yeah, if they add that, that, that changes you know, things. Good call. The man with the iron fist, you've got, you've got the dude's doing movie scores. Like, he's not producing rap records. He's making, he's doing right. a lot of movie scores. He's directing movies. He's, he's doing a whole lot more than DJ Premier is in that regard. Um, so, it, man, it's just going to be interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, it will be. Um, that I didn't think about that. That's going to be a compliment to it if he plays anything from from the movies he's done. Um, for the record, personally, I think I'd like to see Pete Rock and Lord Finesse. I'm an old dude, man. Like I accept that, but Pete Rock and Lord Finesse would be one. Um, and then Stu Bang is against. Oh uh, yeah, Metro Boomin would be a cool one. Someone that'd different. Be really cool. Um, that'd be cool. Mm. Like just these these dark like dark underground dudes and. And not even uh, like as a battle, but just exposing Alchemist the against anybody. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, so Alchemist um, versus Derringer. Now, like, are you familiar with Derringer? Yes. Okay. So, for those of you at home not familiar with Derringer, he's the guy behind the sound of Griselda. Um, and he is super duper dope. And yeah, those, oh my gosh, um, those two. Those two are interesting ones. Um, yeah. I would like I'd like to see Alchemist. Alchemist versus Little John could be fun because they could they be, both for sure. they both have some fuck you up music. Mm-hmm. And and that's ultimately I think what you're going for in the Little John and Alchemist. Or you could be going for some really deep shit because if if you're listening to uh, Little John instrumentals from the early 2000s and I um, they're pretty intricate. There's a lot of stuff going on. There is. There, there's like 16 different melodies going into a song. Um, you know, there's uh, claps that are speeding up and slowing down. There is just a lot happening. Um, and you could do no wrong with his music in the club. It is. Yeah. It it, it had its it's it had its intended effect. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Um, all right. So Justin. Um, Really, the most important thing to discuss is um, who are you working with locally? Uh, when I say locally, all of this great land of Alaska. Um, what projects do you have coming in, uh, coming out, and what is the best way to follow you? So, starting off with, I guess, the first question. Oh, we forgot. Um, who, who are you working with right now? Justin? Hello? Can, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Sorry, I think my phone, there. Yeah, my phone, I, I don't know what happened there. It cut out a little bit. <laughs> as far as um, who I'm working with right now in Alaska, um, that trophy wife and I have two songs that have released this year, um, and then we have two more. We have two in the works right now. Um, I'm also producing three tracks on 11 The Artists' upcoming release. Um, it was scheduled to come out in April, but I think it might be pushed back to June. Don't quote me on that. Um, and then I've recently, Fat Trophy Wife linked me up with uh, KB, and KB um, already has one hook wrote to a track that's coming soon, and things are going great with these Alaskan artists. I'm trying to get some more, uh, trying to get some more to work with, but. Those are the three that I know have projects coming soon. 
Are there any um, local artists you would like to work with? Man, yes. Um, ben Swan, definitely one of the uh, a rapper I've been, and I know him personally, so I've been trying to trying to work with Ben for a while. Um, I want to collab and work with Raw Beats for sure um, on a production level, and uh, Mario Beats as well. But that's yeah. Now is is Mario from here? Mm, I believe so. I believe he's from up here. Um, I know, again, we I don't know him personally. I know him on the internet or whatever. I'm pretty sure he got his start up here, got a name off of some uh, production behind. Um, Kate Tarantino, of course. Kate Tarantino, for sure. And then um, I think one of his first bigger songs outside of Alaska was with uh, Schooly and maybe Young Thug. I'm, don't Again, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Schooly was involved, but uh, yeah. Definitely would love to work with that guy as well. By the way, Raw Beats is a beat wizard. Like, yes. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> um, his his tracks with uh, with Duckman, with K, with pretty much everybody. His his stuff with Josh Boots is crazy. Yeah. Um, those those two make an incredible team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, huge shout out to the Frozen Founders. I'm a I'm a big fan and supporter. I know they don't. We we don't really know like we don't we don't mingle too much but huge fan and supporter of the Frozen Founders and what they got going on. <laughs> um, how did you link with Trophy? Uh just off uh, just off the internet, kind of searching you know Alaskan hip hop artists and uh, her name was definitely one that popped up and started seeing what she was doing. Um, I'm I really like working with artists who are are talented but that I believe definitely don't get enough exposure. Um I've done really nothing to help her with her exposure. Uh she's she's kind of blown herself up here in the last year or so, but her talent just drew me to her. Like I just kind of felt like she had a sound that was developing and and sounding like definitely a sound I wanted to work with, so I reached out and just came together that way. It just was kind of natural. I met her through her brother. From there. Yeah, I, I don't know her brother. brother. She uh she ah, has been a, yeah, her brother's a comedian. I know that. I want to catch one of his shows, or well, more than one, but definitely need to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. From what I know of him, he's a good dude, for sure. Very good dude. Very, very good dude. Um, shout out to Joe Stoltz and, uh, and Iceberg Comedy. Yeah. Yes. Very, very funny dude. Um, he tells the funnies very well. He's, he's good at that. But, yeah, that was how I met Trophy. Um, nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, get, a, get a good Trophy plug in. Yeah, trophy. Man, for sure. That's how I met you was through Trophy. Trophy's like Trophy her networking is ridiculous. So that was she, something else. Like I, I love I love to pride myself on my networking and knowing someone else that can, can do the same thing is crazy. So that was another big link. She's the Alaska hip hop plug. If you want to know anybody, she will get you in to- in contact with them directly. So yes. like she's she's basically like the Wendy Day and the Rap Coalition of Alaska. If you want to yeah. If if you want to get in, um, her her and Alaska Red. That's a, that's another one who's Alaska Red for sure and DJ Black. Plug. Um, yeah, dudes have just been. This is them. Like this, they they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I gotta go in. I gotta go do dad shit. Um, I get it. Me too. Yeah. Um. Well, Justin, thank you so much for your time. Um, if folks want to find you on Instagram, uh, how do they go about doing that? Instagram, Justin and Nick of time. Um, 
Also, you just search hashtag, uh, search the hashtag wait, just made this. You'll, you'll definitely find me that way. That's also how you can find all my beats on YouTube. Um, and all the songs I've produced that I'm sharing. Now you sent yeah. me links to Spotify, Spotify and, and, and YouTube. YouTube. Yes, right, sir. Those links will be in the description. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. So Justin, thank you so much for your time, man. And, uh, we'll see how this goes tonight. And, uh, with the beat battle. I'm pretty excited about it. Me too. I'm pretty excited about it. I'm hoping for some like obscure remixes. Awesome. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.